time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Hey, welcome to another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances. I am Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, founder, certified financial planner, and CPA at CP Weldy Group, serving you in the Delaware and Chester County areas. And you can find us online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, before we get to the topic today, happy episode 100, my friend. Can't believe uh, we've hit the milestone, but 100 big episodes from you, my friend. Uh, well, well I, can't, I can't believe it, 100. Wow, I feel like a winner. Still finding <laughs> things to talk about. That's the amazing part, right? <laughs> hey, this is a business where when you stop learning, you stop growing. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, I'll continue to learn and grow throughout the next five, 10 years. That's a great point. You know, we could talk about the same topics that we talked about when you first began on episodes one, two, and three, and they'd be totally different episodes now because of just how much the landscape has changed, right, over the last several uh, several years since you started doing this show. You know, you started this show before the pandemic, Charles, so a lot's changed <laughs> since Yeah, you and, and inflation was like less than 3%. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even really ever talk about inflation. I remember we used to have some episodes where we'd go, yeah, okay, you have inflation, and you know, but nobody's really worried about that these days. And I remember you would say things like, um, well, hold on, like just because it's gone now doesn't mean it'll be gone forever. We still need to plan for it. And uh, those were very wise words throughout the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you don't plan for inflation, you're going to run out of money, you know, no doubt yeah. about it. That's a great point. Well, episode 100, we uh, we were going to actually have a special edition on episode 100, but we've decided to plan for it for episode 102. We'll have kind of a fun little special uh, episode that week where you'll get to hear about and learn about some of the people who have uh, been big influencers in Charles' life, and he wants to use kind of this opportunity and this milestone to highlight and uh, lift up some other people that have been important in his life. So that'll be a really fun and really cool episode to be a part of. So make sure you come back and join Join us for that one two episodes from now. Uh, but for episode 100 today, we're going to be talking about moving your retirement goalposts. And is it worth the risk to do that? So you know, if you're listening to today's show, kind of think to yourself, you know, do, do I ever feel like retirement planning goals that I have? Are they always moving, perhaps? If so, you're not alone, because we have found that people often move the goalposts in their own retirement planning. And sometimes it can be to their detriment. And so on this episode, we're going to dive deep in kind of the psychology of retirement planning and the dangers of moving these various pieces in your uh, financial life and, and say, is it okay to move these things? Are we leaving ourselves open and exposed to problems? It's going to be fun to dive into all of this. So Charles, we've got a couple of different examples to cover on the show today. Let's first talk about this one. The question of how much cash do I need? That seems to be one where people kind of have an answer and then it changes and then it changes again and maybe again, depending on how needs are, are flowing at the moment. What's, what's the breakdown here? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously cash is important. I mean, it's safe and liquid. Everybody needs an emergency fund. There's planned expenses like, hey, maybe you need a new roof, or, you know, weddings coming up. Maybe you're buying a new car, home repairs. So no one's going to dispute the fact that, you know, you need some cash on hand. But the million dollar question, Walter, is how much is enough and how much is too much? Uh, obviously, we don't want to have more than necessary you know, the reason being is whatever's in that cash account generally is not making much of a return. And, you know, if inflation is today somewhere around 6%, you're actually losing your purchasing power. So I would say that uh, as a rule of thumb, um, you know, people should have like their income gap and their income gap is, hey, how much do you need over and above 
your social security and maybe a pension if you're fortunate enough to have one, how much do you need per month? And maybe multiply that by six to 12 months just to have a buffer. That's number one. Number two, emergency fund. I mean, everybody has their own number. My number is around 15, 20 grand. Other people's number might be lower or higher. But, you know, obviously you want to add to that uh, income gap, your emergency fund, whatever you feel comfortable with. And then lastly, and, and you know, pr probably pretty important is, uh, you know, if you have something in the near future that's coming up within the next year, like a wedding, or maybe you're purchasing a car, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if, if you're going to be not financing, you know, the car and you're going to be paying, you know, cash for the wedding, you want to make sure you have that money on hand so that, um, you know, if you had it in the market and the market went down, you might, the wedding might go off, but you might not have enough money to pay the band. That might not be good for this, you know, the son or daughter. So, uh, you know, when it comes to cash, you know, how much cash do I need? Everybody's different, but as a rule of thumb, have an emergency fund, have some planned expenses in there that you think are going to occur within the next 12 months, and then really earmark six to 12 months of your income gap, your monthly income gap. And, uh, you know, most people will find out that it's probably you know, somewhere around twenty-five to $50,000. Okay, very good. Yeah, it's an important discussion to talk about that cash on hand. Make sure you're not leaving money on the table, but also making sure that you're uh, taking some good uh, good directions in your financial life there. It's a, certainly an important question. What about this one, Charles? People kind of, this gets into the psychology a little bit and you talk about moving those goalposts. People say, you know what, I've been saving for retirement, but I'm, I'm going to get really serious about saving next year. It's sort of that always, and you could probably say that that same sentence next year, that same ending to a lot of different goals in retirement planning. What about the folks who just have trouble like implementing right away? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll give you a true confession. I'm one of those people many years ago, I was building a business and all my profits went back into my business. And it took me a while to actually like locate the money to save consistently month in and month out. And, um, you know, waiting for next year, I mean, you know, how fast time flies. I think it's important to invest consistently. And the reason why I say that is uh, dollar cost averaging is a big deal. If I'm investing every month as opposed to one lump sum when I have it, uh, I'm buying like at 12 different entry points, 12 different prices. And, you know, if the market's gone down like in the month of April or May and I'm buying, I'm buying at a discount. So the reality of it is saving for next year or waiting to save till next year is really not a good thing to do because, uh, you know, time is probably our biggest asset. And uh, the more we procrastinate and delay, the tougher it's going to be to accumulate that sum we need at retirement. And another additional point I want to make, Walter, is that there might be people that are maxing out on their 401k or their, um, you know, their pension plan at work uh, that, you know, they're putting all this money in pre-tax you know, accounts, which, you know, it's better than not putting money in at all. Uh, you know, I'll give you that. But, you know, some of these people may want to consider, hey, you know, maybe not putting all their eggs in a pre-tax account, but maybe allocating a certain percentage, whether it's 25 or 50 percent to a post-tax account or a tax-free account. So um, saving is important. Procrastinating is not good. Uh, starting early is the best. But also where we're going to put those dollars is critical because uh, if you constantly continue to uh, put money in a 401k and the 401k doubles every 12 years at 6%, you might have a tax ticking time bomb by the time you retire. And looking back, you, you probably had wished that you diversified your investments among not just pre-tax, but also post-tax and tax-free accounts. 
that word uh, diversification pops up all the time, obviously, in retirement planning and really important to consider, uh, I think, through all these different elements we talk about today, especially when you consider this next goalpost that people often move in their retirement planning. And that would be, should I reduce my risk or, uh, you know, should I or I should sometimes is the automatic assumption. Uh, What is the moving goalpost part here? So, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier in in this podcast, uh, you know, I'm going to really concentrate on maybe five of my mentors, things that I've learned from five different people that really impacted my career. And when I think of risk, I think of a gentleman by the name of Nick Murray. He's up in New York. He's probably in his mid 70s, maybe late, late 70s now. But he taught me something that I'll never forget. And he said, you know, there's no such thing as no risk. You're either going to have safety and security today, and you're going to trade that for risk tomorrow, or you're going to have risk today, and that's going to equate to safety and security tomorrow. So it's almost like, hey, we're not getting out of this life alive. Well, you're not going to get out of investing without risk, because to avoid risk today means to me that you're probably putting something in a conservative account. And as a general rule, over time, conservative accounts will not make as much money as those in growth accounts that have more volatility. So the reality of it is, is like, um, you know, we have to embrace risk because, uh, you know, the greater the risk and the greater the time frame, as a general rule, the greater the, um, you know, the outcome in terms of accumulation. So I got a, a, an email, believe it or not, today, I'm just not making this up. It was a client that has money in a Roth IRA account. And he said, Charles, I mean, I'm going to call him later and tell me he's full of hot soup. But he's like, Charles, I have uh, money in my Roth account and uh, I'm considering, I just saw an ad in the paper where they're paying 4.75% in a CD. I'm wondering if we can move it out of the Roth account, put it in the CD till things settle down. And then when things settle down, put it back in the Roth account. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that's a long-term investment, the Roth account. Yeah, maybe the account's down temporarily, but he has the same number of shares, if not more, because every month he's getting dividends. And, you know, for me to actually take that money out, get a 4.75% rate of return when the long-term rate of return on stocks is north of 6%, I would be doing him an injustice. So, you know, the point I want to make is like, hey, you know, we want to reduce our risk if we're in the accumulation, if we're in the distribution phase of our retirement. But if we're in the accumulation phase, we must embrace risk because the greater the risk as a general rule, the greater the return. Does that make sense, Walter? It does make sense. And I'm chuckling over here because I can't wait to use that phrase on somebody else. You're full of hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that with Charles. I love it. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna yeah, it comes that. from my mom, you know, family of uh, 13. My mom said that <laughs> consistently. <laughs> I love it. You're full of hot soup. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Last but not least, Charles, we talk about moving the retirement goalposts here. And I'm sure there's one piece of the puzzle that people are probably saying, well, if I think of anything when it comes to moving goalposts in retirement, um, that there's an obvious one we haven't covered yet. And that's picking a retirement date. Have you seen that happen a lot where people come in with something in mind when they're going to retire and then they move that either forward or back, maybe multiple times? 
Yeah, I do. I mean, generally speaking, when they come in and they don't know when they're going to retire, they don't have a written retirement plan. That's really the, the big key. And I think when people plan the retirement date, there's really three factors that are really important. Number one, their life expectancy. I mean, obviously, you know, there's people that I meet that, you know, their parents uh, maybe lived to be like late 90s, excuse me, late 80s, early 90s. And, you know, chances are they're going to, you know, follow suit. Um, so somebody that has a 25, 30 year life expectancy, you know, let's make sure you have adequate financial resources in place before you determine your retirement date. Also, your health is important, your overall health. I mean, on the opposite side of the same coin, you have people that, you know, their parents have passed away early. Maybe they have some health issues and they don't think they're going to be around for a while. I think it really pays for them maybe to retire sooner rather than later because maybe they do not have to fund a 25, 30 year retirement uh, program. Um, so I guess like, you know, to kind of just pick a retirement date, let me just kind of like uh, shift to a, a thought I'm having here is there are people that could you know f- afford to retire maybe at 62, 65 that wait until they're 70, 72 before they retire because they're not quite sure. And if those people came in maybe five years before they plan to retire uh, and got a plan done, they might be pleasantly surprised that, hey, you know, they can retire sooner rather than later. And that's really the, the, the beauty of a plan. It really, you know, will tell you in black and white math and science. It's like, hey, you know, what do you have? What kind of rate of return do you expect? Uh, what's your tax situation? What's your spending habits? What's predictable income? And what do you need to supplement that income? All that can be, you know, detailed in a you know, date-specific retirement plan. And if they come in sooner rather than later, they might find themselves with another five, eight, ten years of retirement joy. Well, there you have it. Moving your retirement goalposts. Do you tend to do this with some of your financial goals? Do you see maybe some of the problems with constantly shifting those things around? It's not like necessarily any of these things are mortal sins, but they are uh, at least worth being aware of and how they impact your financial future and your plan and some of the consequences of these various moves and, and habits or decisions that you may be making. So If you need some help navigating your retirement plan, Charles is certainly there for you to help with that. Uh, You can reach out to him by calling 610-388-7705. Have a conversation about where you stand right now and what kind of plan you need to get you all the way to and through retirement. 610-388-7705 is the number to call or go online to cpweldygroup.com. And you can also uh, find that contact information in the description or the show notes section of today's program. Well, Charles, congrats on episode 100, and uh, looking forward to 100 more with you, my friend. Thank you, Walter. Much appreciated. All right, absolutely. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time right back here on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.